This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, March 5th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Dems use broadband to get stimulus votes. Ag Group wrestles with climate policy. And Americans souring on China. State and local aid could go to broadband. Democrats are pushing toward a final vote on President Biden's $1.9 trillion economic stimulus package, although the legislation will have to go back to the House after Democratic leaders made a series of revisions to shore up support for the measure. Those changes include new language allowing state and local funding to be used for broadband improvements. The package would provide $220 billion for states and territories and $120 billion for local governments. Under the new Senate version, that money could be used for water, sewer, and broadband, as well as to cover pandemic-related needs and revenue shortfalls. The bill would provide another $22.7 billion for agriculture and nutrition, including aid for the food supply chain and debt relief for minority farmers. Vice President Kamala Harris cast the deciding vote yesterday afternoon to allow the Senate to take up the legislation and set up a votorama on a number of Republican amendments. By the way, Speaking at Commodity Classic, ag equipment manufacturers made the case that broadband is a fundamental piece of infrastructure that producers will need to use new engineering technologies on their farms. The future of agriculture is going to be more dependent on ensuring that broadband is in place almost more than any other industry that's out there. That's the word of AGCO Vice President Bill Hurley. Stab it out. Don't worry about farm program cuts. Senate Ag Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, Michigan Democrat, says she's confident Congress will waive PAYGO rules that would trigger massive cuts in farm programs as a result of the debt increase the stimulus package would create. That waiver would require GOP support, but she notes that Congress agreed to waive the rules after passage of the GOP tax bill in 2017. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Climate policy challenges wheat growers. The National Association of Wheat Growers is debating what the climate policy should be given that cover crops don't work well in some dry regions. It's something that's weighing very heavily on wheat growers' mind right now. That National Association of Wheat Growers CEO Chandler Gould speaking with reporters yesterday during Commodity Classic. Why it matters? Cover crops are a key way for farmers expected to qualify for ag carbon credits. 
For wheat growers, the challenge is to find other ways to sequester that carbon that will help us retain that moisture needed for the next crop, Gould said. By the way, the Congressional Budget Office estimates that by 2051, climate change will lower GDP by 1%. GDP is estimated to be $66 trillion in 2051. Agriculture is one of many sectors likely to be affected. Longer growing seasons in the northern states are expected to increase agriculture output, but increased instances of extreme heat in other regions are expected to reduce agriculture output, according to CBO. Americans support tough approach to China. There's fresh evidence that Americans increasingly favor taking a hard-line approach with China. According to Pew Research, 89% of Americans consider China a competitor or enemy. 70% want the U.S. to promote human rights in China, and that means even if it harms U.S. economic ties. Some 67% of those polled indicated they have cold feelings toward China. That's way up from just 46% in 2018, and the increased concern crosses party lines. Why it matters? Well, based on this poll, President Joe Biden is on solid political ground in maintaining the Trump administration's tariffs and restrictions on Chinese exports. China bolsters U.S. grain and soy sales. U.S. export sales of corn, wheat, and soybeans got a substantial boost from Chinese purchase commitments toward the end of February. That, according to the latest trade data released by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. China purchased 1.05 million metric tons of corn and 65,900,000 tons of wheat for delivery in the 2021 marketing year during the week of February 19th to the 25th. China also bought 198,000 tons of U.S. soy for delivery in 2021-2022. Nearly all of the corn and wheat purchases by China for the week had been listed by USDA as unknown destinations up until the latest data was released yesterday. USDA did not list any fiscal imports of wheat to China for the seven-day period, but the U.S. did export over 346,000 tons of corn and 326,000 tons of soybeans to Chinese buyers. Rejoining the TPP won't be easy. The U.S. is seriously considering an effort to get back into the Trans-Pacific Partnership, but it won't be easy or quick because the Biden administration wants to add new labor, environment, and possibly other provisions to the pact, according to U.S. trade experts and economists. The existing TPP countries won't likely rush to accept renegotiation after years of work to get it up and running, experts said at a virtual event hosted by the American Agriculture Law Association. I think it makes sense to get into the TPP, said Joe Glober, a senior fellow at the International Food Policy Research Institute. But it's not going to be an easy lift if we come in with a lot of new provisions that we're hoping to get all of the members to agree to. Sharon Bauer-Lowardson, a former assistant U.S. trade representative for agriculture affairs and commodity policy, said 
There is a big question as to whether the TPP countries trust the United States to negotiate with us in light of the fact that we dropped out in 2017. Highland nomination clears committee. Interior Secretary nominee and New Mexico Representative Deb Holland advanced through the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee on an 11 to 9 vote yesterday. It clears the way for her consideration on the floor. She picked up support from one Republican, Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. While she's concerned about Holland's views on energy policy, Murkowski said she would take her at her word that she would do all she can to ensure Alaskans, quote, have the opportunities that they need. Holland also has the support of Maine Republican Susan Collins, but Montana Republican Steve Daines, who voted against Holland in committee, plans to delay the Senate floor vote by forcing cloture on the nomination. Here's today's He Said It. One of the most significant effects of the pandemic has been to underline the importance of broadband. That Senator Angus King, an independent of Maine, talking to reporters about the stimulus package. Well, that's AgriPulse Daybreak for this Friday, March 5th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.